Welcome back to another Sticky Notes from the Road. This episode, I've got some great tour-related organizations to follow on socials, a solid freebie, and another fun tour story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the third installment of Sticky Notes from the Road. I hope everyone is staying sane, healthy, continuing to social distance, regardless of what your local government says, washing hands, and staying positive. A few things to check out for touring folks. This tour life has been posting some real great content and virtual workshop opportunities for all of us, and you can follow them at This Tour Life on Instagram. They seem like they're really trying to step in and help any of us that are looking for some more info or future employment opportunities, and they that workshop system seems like a great thing right now to occupy some of your time and also sharpen your skills. So check them out at This Tour Life. In addition, tourcollective.co is also hosting online webinars and helping folks find future job possibilities once we restart our overall economy and get the touring world going again. Something to take a look at, and they can be found at tourcollective.co, so at sign tourcollective.co on Instagram. And the third of that trifecta is Fit on Tour. They've been offering an all-level yoga class each Saturday at 1.30 Eastern Time, and you can check them out at Fit on Tour for uh, not only right now during the pandemic, but they have some great options and workouts once we're all back on the road. They've put together some plans that you can do in your hotel room, or if you just have a few moments in a tour day, they've got some really brief routines that just sort of get you up and get you moving. So definitely worth a check out at Fit on Tour. Also, today, Monday, April 27th, the date that this episode is being released, so I'm not sure when you're hearing it, but if you're listening today, Monday, April 27th, Nicole Hetlin is hosting a fantastic panel on Zoom called Surviving the Pandemic. One of our past guests, Andrew Cook, and one of our future guests, Andrea Goodrow, are both panel members, in addition to a fantastic group of touring industry insiders. I'm going to be putting an image of this info on our socials, so check that out for all the Zoom login details. Or if you want to just check it out directly on Nicole's page, she is at NicoleJuliet1, at N-I-C-O-L-E-J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E-1. So check that out. It's going to be really cool. It looks like it's about nine or ten guests of all different types of backgrounds and jobs on tour. So if you're free today at 4 p.m. Central Time, I would say check it out. Definitely worth a check out. Here is my freebie of the week. So this past week, I got super into trying to find a way to game without having to buy a console. Because right now, I think we're all just making sure we're saving our, our pennies where we can. And so I just started looking into... How can I play console-style games for free at the moment? And what I found is Google Stadia, which is their cloud-based video game system right now, is free for two full months. So all you need is Google Chrome and a computer that can run this level of graphic interface. But all you need is Google Chrome and a Google ID. 
and uh, Google is giving away two free months of their pro level, which lets you play console style games as soon as you sign up. Again, I'm not getting any sponsorship money for this. I'm just a fan and someone who was looking for something to occupy my time and a way to play video games without having to buy an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch. And also, apparently, a lot of those things are shorthanded right now. So if you have a computer, a reasonably newer computer and a Google login and Google Chrome, you can play online video games for free. It's all cloud-based. So come play Grid with me. I'm on there at Atari 15. So add me to your friends list and let's race. Now, on to a story, or a fun continuation of last week's story. So after my night of almost getting thrown in German jail, we were headed for Amsterdam, everyone's favorite air quotes, green, friendly city. I was pumped. I love their culture. Everybody rides bikes, and it seems chill as hell. When we got to the venue that day, I was still fuming. And after things seemed mildly settled at the venue, I decided to go for a walk, which I usually do to sort of clear my head. It's my greatest fixer of everything. Uh, Some time to myself where I can just not worry about the task at hand. I also kind of wanted a coffee. And at that time, I hadn't found quote unquote real coffee yet. And I lived and died by Starbucks, which honestly, sometimes on tour, especially in Europe, is just consistent and makes you feel like home. So it's it's just all you want. Let me get a... I used to drink iced Americanos. So that was like my go-to drink at that time. And all I sort of wanted after that really shitty night in Germany was an iced Americano from Starbucks. So I started to walk and I, you know, I wasn't sure if I would see one here in America, even 10 years ago, every block you turned on in a, in a major city, there's a Starbucks for the most part. But I started my walk and was just wandering along the canal and trying to take in some sights while I was in Amsterdam. We were only there for a brief, you know, 12 hour period and I was wandering. And then I looked up and realized I, I had found a Starbucks and I wandered inside and it just seemed way more frantic than normal. I, I'm sure like most of you, you've been to a Starbucks depending on where you live in the country or if you travel and you've seen them and, and they get hectic and busy and, and everybody's always impatient, etc. But this one seemed insane behind the counter. Like, more than normal. You know, they, I feel like at most Starbucks, they get themselves into a flow. They're, you know, it's busy, but like the barista does their thing and it's, it's just a, a flow of churning out drinks. This one seemed insane behind the counter, like first day of school, kindergarten level. And from what I remember, I could hear an American person speaking back there too. And I went, this doesn't seem right. This seems a little off and funny. And as I got to the front, I ordered my drink. The girl was super polite. And I also just asked her, I said, what's going on here today? She said, oh, it's our first day. And I said, oh, your first day? She said, no, no, the store's first day. And I said, oh, cool. That's exciting. And she's like, yeah, also the first ever Starbucks in Amsterdam. And I went, oh, crazy. And I remember sort of stepping back and being like, that's pretty wild. You know, I was whatever, I was 20 something years old at that time. So I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool and kind of epic. Like how many people can say that they were in anywhere in general, but something as as iconic as Starbucks, the first one in this, in Amsterdam proper ever. And on there on the opening day of it, that's a pretty rad, wacky experience. 
And I just remember they were genuinely asking every person that they, they handed a drink to, is this right? Is that right? And they were not going to be happy until they had made it how the person wanted it. And me being an American, I ordered something that probably wasn't normally very European. So, of course, it was, wasn't was exactly how... And then she was like, please, no, we want to make it right. But that's what we're trying to learn. So, if somebody orders this, we know how to do it. And I, and I just remember the second one was fine. And I just said, oh my God, this is so good. Thank you guys so much. Also think about that. In America, they put that drink on the counter and they don't care. It could be the worst garbage drink they've ever made. And you know, they're not going to ask you if you, if, if it was right, they're just moving on to the next 47 drinks in the line. So I truly appreciated the people of Amsterdam that day. And these employees who were just like literally trying to keep their head above water in this kind of historic moment for Amsterdam, having the, like that be the first Starbucks. Granted, they have coffee shops, they have a coffee culture there, but kind of wild and more, a, more of an uplifting story than last episode. So I was there the day the first Amsterdam Starbucks opened. I drank a drink from that Starbucks to kind of cool my head. On a whole, I think that day turned out to be better than the night before, and I calmed down. Uh, the only bummer of that trip and experience was I really just wanted to ride a bike in Amsterdam, and I didn't get to. And it really, I think we were there on a Sunday or something, or a, a Saturday, so it was a weird weekend. I couldn't rent a bike. All I wanted to do was ride a bike in Amsterdam to say I had done that, and I didn't get to. So I'm going to keep Amsterdam on my list of places to get back to in this lifetime. Once we're out of a travel ban, quarantine, etc. Once the world is moving again, I think I'm going to try to mind my way back to Amsterdam at some point. I hope you enjoyed that story. Thank you so much for listening. Check back in next week for a full episode of Notes from the Road. Check in next time. If you're not already, come follow us on Instagram at Notes from the Road Pod. And please, please, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Notes from the Road is produced by Isaac Burkhart and Andrew Cook with music courtesy of the band Speakers. I'm your host, Evan Peary. And until next time, see ya.